Found it. It's the Japanwood Podcast coming at you out of the back end of Tokyo, blowing hot smoke out of this back end place we like to call Kabuki Cho and Nichome, the Sanchome of Shinjuku. It's the Japanwood Podcast. I'm Matt Bigelow. With me, as always, it's once Winnie. He's brown. He's a decent citizen around town. Welcome to the show. And that's where we lie. Yeah. That's where we go. That's where we end up. Well, the, the state of emergency is ending here. And yeah. uh, it's 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 mayhem outside. Mayhem. Uh, I was coming down here and, uh, you know, in the past few months, mm-hmm. the state of emergency for the COVID has been in place. Right. And at one time it was concentrated in this in this back end of Tokyo. We blow so hot smoke out of the air. Out okay, you're right. It's, if that's I can the, get my mouth working. As one will. As one will. And it was concentrated and people were just vomiting everywhere. Right. And a few months ago, it, it kind was of so expanded nasty. out and people were chill. It was cafe. Right, 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 right. In the past few months, this this resistance bubble against the the COVID restrictions, the mask and the, and the booze, right. all that stuff, eating outside past 8 p.m., it's just been kind of bubbling out, right? And, and right, now, as right. I was coming down off the hill, right, right, right. I live up the hill from right, here, right, right. Um, as one as one does, less masks, when you're Matt Bigelow, right? More people in restaurants. Uh-huh. It, it just feels like it's this return to do, normal, do you not think the people, new normal, right? The right. normal normal. It's the normal normal, but I don't and think the it's state ever, of emergency is set to end at the end of today. I, I don't think it's ever going to be the normal normal. Yeah, no, it's it's a pipe dream. They what happened was we had an election today for the new uh, prime minister of Japan, uh-huh. and they just want people to feel like that's a positive thing, right? Perhaps. And it's kind of oh, but like then that. next week the president, the prime minister is going to be like, actually, we need double lockdowns because and, like the cases just boomed over the weekend for some reason. Yeah, authorities are trying to find out it the was reason down why. To four on my election day, but, but a week later, now that I need to really show people that I'm serious, it's up to hundred fifty thousand. Authorities declined to answer. And that's a conspiracy theory. COVID-19, report us to the vaccination experts to have our vax pass double axed oh and passed. Oh, my God, dude. Is that thing about the uh, the vaccine things, like, with the butt, is that is that true? Like, they they were they were doing, like, butt swabs or something? That was in China. Right. Oh, they China actually were doing butt, butt swabs. Because I didn't know. I just saw, like, a parody this about it. This was a few it. months ago. Please, educate me. Um, I like to know about stuff like this. China decided to start butt swabbing right. incoming... Um, Government officials from other countries, especially oh. America oh. and even Japan. That's the reverse of what um, you want when you when you rise to power. That's right. Well, right. You, you're kind of submitting to the Chinese authority. Right. You're bending over to the long arm of the law. Um, the long, long finger of the, of the law. The long swab of the law. Oh, I like the long, that. The, the, the commie swab in, in your, in your free ass. <laughs> you know, um, what it, I wonder, like, it, it, it'll change the, the, the way that process is. I'm going to move on from this after this. Uh, no, but I think they stop. Hold on. Just to clarify this, right. this Chinese butt swab. Right. Some ideas were the, were perhaps that they were collecting um, biometric data right. based on race right. or ethnicity for people coming into their country right. so that they can analyze um, what type of perhaps um, ailments they have and then sell that data to drug companies. Right. So that those drug companies can create predictive medicines wow. and sell back to those countries wow. before other people have an inkling of what's going on with your health conditions. Because you can learn a lot from uh, the corn in your dung. Right. 
That's a lot to go through for a good idea. But they kind of I feel like they could have just created oh, a new drug. China's big on data. They yeah. they're huge on data. Well, we, yeah, we absolutely. Get into this now. They're absolutely, you know. But um, you know, to me, in the pursuit of of data, uh, on this matter, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm I just don't love science like that. Medicine based on ethnicity and country, right? Build it up and then sell it back to them ahead right. of time before anybody else has an inkling of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And all it took was like some excuse. Uh, because of COVID, we're gonna swab your ass. I'm right. gonna sniff it real good. Right. Hey you, right, right. You're in the special zone. Give me three swabs. Give me three swabs. And I got a real sniffer over here. Uh, give me some. I was gonna, is that is that the voice that you would talk to? Like 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 you're working in the swab office, you know, and you you you've been on your post all night, and a guy comes through, and he's like, "Hey, I'm the prime minister of of, of wherever." And and you say, all right, like is that the voice that you're going to talk to him in when you yeah before I would you swab him? Take that approach. Yeah, uh, I yeah, need three swabs yeah. for this one. You um, want him to be. You want him to feel like you're being professional. Yes, you know? take him to room two B. Yeah. I don't think we need a chair. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. You want to. You want to. You want to. You you want to. You maybe give him a towel. You know, uh, play some soothing music. That's like women's oil, big, hospitals. You know, room two B, no chair. I want to norm. I want to normalize playing like gentle music in like the men's locker room like just gentle music like maybe some candles and shit going on like you know it doesn't have to be you know like something like this going on you know yeah it doesn't have to be romantic right yeah this is perfect you know there's some you know some charcoal burning in the back you know and everyone's just chilling out man you know we don't talk but you know it's just a little nicer because there's like you know could go scented on. towels that's and, like candles man it could so, be this whole idea of yeah you, you asked pleasure. and yeah. they are, they are swabbing they're swabbing her up wow wow interesting but you know there is we are technically coming out of a state of emergency mm-hmm. are you sold on this never go back to normal are are we done with the before times I'm well. There, I, I have my reasoning on why I don't think we will go back to to what we. Could I have maybe the top seven? I would say the top one is because because of COVID, companies realize that employees don't have to be at the office, that they don't have to have offices. Customers and because right, it was say as a as a business, right? It doesn't look good on you to have a little small building somewhere, you know, and there's like not much going on there. But now you know, it's enough for you to have like a little cubicle somewhere, and oh, I'm this company, and for COVID reasons, and you have an you know, we don't have a big office. You post on you know, your website, and yeah, and your website is your storefront. It is so the logo. now it has forced companies, and at the same time, um, as a freelancer, I experienced this firsthand, so I'm catching like the wave of this, like we all are. Is that freelancers, and especially people who work online, which is where the future is moving. People who work online and, and, and who have creative abilities or who have graphic design abilities, engineers, people who can just do their shit from like in a chair somewhere while they're like, you know, drinking a Coke. That's like that job market is like booming right now. I feel I feel that there's far more opportunities there and company because companies are like, well, why would I pay like this guy we've been shooting with for $70 when I can pay Tim Tim over here who just graduated from Savannah College of Arts and Design and he's got like a brand new iPad. He knows how to use that shit like a pro, you know? The rise of the digital nomad. What's going on? Man, some jobs that actually oh, if you if you want, I can move into my first topic. 
I had. Uh, oh, you have a first topic today. <laughs> I do I'll have. Stop a, condescending. That's I do. So, oh, oh, you flatter. Oh, you flatter. No, no, no. Okay. No, 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 Go into no. your topic. I have today, a. Yeah, I have a. Let's hear it. So, so I wanted to know how Tokyo, and then and this is directly related to what you were saying earlier, right? I want to know how Tokyo has forced you to adapt, and then I think this is something all of the listeners out there can relate to. How has Tokyo forced you to adapt? How has it changed your life? Sure. Uh, in, in the in these COVID times, right. is that what you mean? In the yeah, context yeah, of the COVID? Yeah. Well, um, my son is coming up on his first birthday. Mm-hmm. So when COVID first kicked off, right. I was working at SoftBank, and mm-hmm. then my contract came to an end. Uh-huh. They had previously offered me like this other type of contract, right. but I was an English teacher at the time, and I didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to... I'm not sure if they knew what to do with an English teacher specified under a new contract to them. Right, right, right. I I keep thinking, should I have gone through with that or not? I'm still thinking maybe not at this time, Uh, even though the job that I had then was a lot more interesting than it is now. Right, right, right. But my new job is a lot better for my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But in terms of living with COVID, I would have to say that I'm glad... I'm glad that I, well, first of all, I'm a little older than you, so mm-hmm. I, I re, I'm in my 40s now. I'm You're like one I'm, year older than me. <laughs> 11 years or 12 years older than you. And <laughs> I, I, what have I learned from COVID? Uh. You can't rely on other people. That's kind of what I realized. Yes, Lord. You can't rely on other people. Yes, um, Lord. And uh, especially mm-hmm. with a lot of the foreigners in Tokyo. Right. I feel like ever since Trump got elected, a lot of them have like become really political, especially in the left. Yeah. And I yeah. I was never really yeah. that political. Yeah. And I, actually, yeah. I don't really like left-wing politics. Yeah. I think it's yeah. really boring at the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. You just got to say things like, I think that we can do this. Right. And when we focus, we can do whatever we right. want. Right. And we right. will overcome and this you- because... Because of they, it feels like this weird us versus them. Right, thing right, for the right. Most part, and there's no nuance. It it can't be like, hey, I read an interesting article in the right. Washington Post, right? And I read an interesting article in the Epic Times, and I weighed those two things, and I came sure. to my own opinion. Um, you know, so I I really I don't, know, some don't trust a lot of what I learned from COVID. Don't trust gaijins in Tokyo. Yeah, man, that's basically I, I, uh, a big one. Uh, the music scene as well before Tokyo, before COVID, uh, suddenly it's just like hyper communists that want yeah. to burn everything down, start attacking you because you right, don't right. agree with their politics, right. even though you learn their songs and play with them. Right. So for COVID, yeah, you can't. You 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 can't you can't even rely on your Japanese friends because as soon yeah. as a thing like a disaster comes along, Japanese people just run away for the most right, part. Right, we kind of like you clump, can't trust clump together, on right? Anyone yeah. except yourself. Yeah, yeah dude. That's I, what I, I learned I've, from COVID. I've learned. Oh man, I I can't even I can't even I can barely even speak on it. I'm a nice you know? guy. I'm not like a right. Friend. You're not like looking to. Pick yeah. up, you know, like you're not looking to pick but a you're fight with like, anyone. You know, I'm not you're not sure looking what I to think about this mass anyone. migration into Europe right now. Right. We live in Japan. There's no mass migration. We have it pretty good. Right. Hey, are you a Nazi? No, I'm not a Nazi. Dude, I'm just like, not sure about mass migration at the moment. I can have, you know, you can have one side of it. And, and they're and, just trying to become something. You know, and you are like, dude, like you're you, living you, in Japan. Yeah. You're, you're living under a regime, according to you, that's way more racist than right. 
any other government from the West in the past two years. But you years, have this, this except you the have, Nazis. Well, I think people. I, I think that COVID has brought and out like fascists. a lot of a lot of a lot of the and worst the in people. And I think people are bored. And I think and there's a lot of Johnson. pent up aggression. And I think there's a lot of pent up anxiety. And I think people are are venting that into what politics because politics. Well, you don't need to be there at that moment to actually influence politics. It's fashion. So I think, right, right. It's, it's hip. Cause like now, like even like, you know, people close to me are like suddenly like really political. And I'm like, dude, you know, you, you know, I, I get, you can't, you can't go outside and walk your dog, man. But you know, don't, you know, don't be, a, don't be a communist, man. Like, don't be a communist. Yeah. Like, God, yeah, dude. It's, it is a bit weird. Yeah. Um, dude. And I, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I've learned not to, for example, here's a great example I was um, going to the kimchi store the other day. Right. Because there's this place near my house where you get great kimchi. Right. Technically, they're foreigners. Right. But at the crosswalk to go get the kimchi, uh-huh. there was a woman with her dog walking across the street. Mm. There's a lot of people, but there's this one one white woman. Right, right, right. And she was wearing tights, but had a giant gut. And she was with her black lab. I don't know how you have a black lab in central Tokyo. Okay. But she was walking across the intersection, right. looking at her iPhone, watching American mainstream news with no headphones, just blaring out. So she has this dog on a leash. I'm with my baby Yo, going to get kimchi. Like, and and she's and she gets across the intersection and just stops in the middle and starts watching her phone. And it's blaring a Rachel Maddow or something like that. This person like must have like just and there's like, just like this giant gut hanging right, through her right. her tights with the dog that she's not even paying attention. Yeah, to. it's and that's what I mean. Oh my and god, that's a rare example, but it, it, it kind of embodies what I mean. But yeah, I, I, I get you know, what you're saying. Maybe 15 yeah. years yeah. ago, I'd be yeah. like, "Hey, you watching some news? I like the news. I yeah, study right. journalism. Right, right, right. But now I'm like, there's just every signal going. Avoid, avoid, I don't avoid, do that. Avoid, yeah, yeah, avoid. yeah. You're like, you know, if I if if my phone plays out loud on the I got train, the I'm kimchi, like, ah, it's like, really good. I yeah. used it today. Oh, to yeah. Make How this was that, great, by the way? Right. Um, buta kimchi, uh-huh. uh, um, itame with like rice and potatoes and Ooh. mushrooms and all sorts. It's great. Don't talk dirty to me right now. But um, the it's kimchi was great. So I can trust the Korean. Right. Who is foreign or making my right. kimchi? Right, but I'm not sure how much I trust the, this like, white chick with the, the giant the, gun like, walking her dog. The while other, the to other the American guy, like over make, there, you Rachel know, like Maddow at 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. I know? think I, I think everywhere has just become you know a little bit more cutthroat. That's all. Yeah, and uh, everywhere uh, has I've heard that uh, I've heard that, uh, and this is not I don't know if this is a fact, but you know, just something that I've heard from a family member. That in Tennessee, uh, you know, over a hundred thousand something people are, are going to lose their homes because they can't pay the rent because there's not as many jobs and the landlords are, aren't able to pay their bills and you know it's a vicious cycle and I think because of reasons like that I think we feel it we feel it in Tokyo too, you know like now things are maybe going better with my business but like who's to say that's not because we're getting better. So you know who's it's it's hard to say, but I well, think, hustling on the downslope is a way to right. is you know buy low, sell high. Right. If you're investing on a low point, that's right. kind of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a business perspective, from the basics. Well, then I guess I'm a businessman, there, Mister Matt. Well, you're uh, you're you're you are the modern um, reflection of a digital nomad. I am a digital nomad. I'm literally. Uh, oh man, you have. I wish. I'll tell you guys, if you guys are still listening in about a year, then you guys will know 
exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll come back to this day and you'll say, that's when he said it. But yeah, on the Japan I am a digital podcast. nomad. Um, There's something coming. I'm kind of a... People my age can be digital nomads if they're coders mm. or engineers. Mm. Right. But the ten, 10 years or even 20 years younger, there's a lot more general opportunities yeah. inside of the internet. I, I see like some really, really cool shit. You know, there's like a, I, I talked to you about the NFT uh, exhibition. That the happened, non-fungible right? token. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, the first one in Tokyo. Was... I'm going to copyright this idea so nobody steal it. Right. Okay. A, it's a clothing line called Ransomware. Okay. And there's a chip in the clothing uh-huh. that connects to non-fungible tokens. Okay. And okay. The, and you have a, a, a blockchain smart contract attached to these things. Right. And the owner of the non-fungible token can agree to rent out their non-fungible token onto somebody's T-shirt. So the chip connects to the internet and downloads the non-fungible token and, and displays and like puts, it on a screen. Oh, on dude. their oh. shirt. Oh, yo, you, you, you. This like, is called guys. Ransomware. He's giving you a million dollar idea right now. If you're smart, go copyright it. That's that's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's on. A smart do you do contract. you do you predict that like technology like that will be like the new fashion? You know, like the, the fashion of the future. Because there's some pretty and weird it's called, shit now. This is the byline. Yeah, I have a few, but. Encrypt your own fashion before others hack it for you. Ooh, God. Uh, ransomware. Ransomware. I, I would love so to, like, we, yeah, you know, as your yeah. co host, be like a, uh, like a, I'd, I'd love to have like a third party, like a sister company. And it's <laughs> like, uh, someone's hacked into your ransomware, other companies can't hack it, then. You know, try our software uh, security protection or something, it. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Non-fungible token, yeah. smart The other brands can't defender. hack it. Try ransomware. Our yeah. our big brother company, sponsored by Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> yeah, it comes with a free vaccine. Yeah, it comes with a free vial of AIDS. You, you download <laughs> it and some drone shoots it into your head. Yeah, literally. For a 50% off coupon delivered to your phone. That's going to be a thing, man. I'm going to tell you, man. You're going to hear a knock on the door, and you're going to go to the front, and you're going to pull back a slide, and there's going to be a thing. It's going to scan your eye, man. Well, that's the whole point Delete of, your fucking brain, of 5G. Dude. Yeah. We'll get, we'll, get back, we'll get this podcast back on track in a second. Yeah. The whole idea of a 5G network is uh-huh. that it takes your phone and distributes its capabilities into the infrastructure around you. Right. So you'd be able to leave your apartment or your house, look at a street lamp that has a camera in it, and it has facial recognition capabilities inside of it. Right. And you look at it and you say, taxi. And then that street lamp communicates with a nearby taxi that's a self-driving taxi right. that uses your geolocation to right. come to you. That taxi as well has a facial recognition camera in it. Right. And it scans your face and uses your face as an authorization to open the door. The payment could be through your face or the payment could be through a QR code. Right. But that is one of the applications of 5G. So everybody's wondering why is I was 5G... wondering like why why do we need 5G? Like why is it a thing? It, it because of the it, it it's not from 3G to 4G. Right. It's not like a, a fat. It's, it's not, not like, like a, a next step up, next step not, up. You're it's not, not like a step into up. a 486 to a Pentium. Right, right. Yeah. It's not like one terabyte to two terabytes. No, it's it's right. like one terabyte to AI driven petaflops. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> right, right. So this is a massive jump, actually. But to make use of the power takes. Uh, 
a total reintegration of it, it of makes the sense network. though we've been because we've been on 4G for a while now 4G changed the and world. as fast as technology Joe changes Rogan, 4G right no right, 4G right, no right. Joe Rogan right 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 absolutely absolutely dude there's no I can't even like do my company without 4G like if if my company ran on 3G I would not make it yeah or either that or I get real uh, fidgety. <laughs> all the time yeah so Jeez. if like in the press industry where i am uh-huh. it still is kind of a 3g world right but when we go into this 5g planet who, who is knows? it is it now what's that what's that like you know well it's just paper based so you don't need a lot of digital overlay on right top I'm, of it. right right i imagine um, you would need a lot of digital stuff but other companies involved like a dorm? With news that are more online are making use of 4g mm-hmm. uh exclusively right uh, but the thing with Japan is that so much of the legacy media still has such a stranglehold on right, the right. population because of that's the that thing population. you see, right? Like, and you're like, there's you, like you can't a, expect a, a growing tier of senior citizens to suddenly get like, understand about like 5G. touch screens and shit. You know, yeah, yeah. They can use f- touch screens, but they they still see it as an but auxiliary, I, right? I yeah, I see them. You know, they have like the flip phone. You know, they have the old flip phone, and they're like, maybe it it does you know Facebook or something. You know, but that's maybe, about the, the yeah. extent of it. But uh, there we go. Um, mm. We do have a caller calling, calling in the next 10 minutes. A baller? Uh, Mr. Alan Demsky. Demsky. He's uh-huh. on tour in Osaka. And, nice, nice. And uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a look at a new product? Let's do it. Are you going to feed me something? Because I'd love it. Nishin Cup Noodle Soda. Ooh, yes. Gives us the flavor of He's instant gonna feed me ramen. As fizzy drinks. Wow, I don't know how to feel about that. I am very confused right now. There's, it, you know, like those um, steel, steel pet bottles. Uh-huh. It's not a pet bottle. Pet, pet is like poly. Like, like the Pepsi cans like. from like the, the drink machine, right? Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So they have, it's like the Pepsi can from the drink machine, but okay. inside of instead of Pepsi, it's soda water that tastes like various types of ramen. I've had soup in a can, but that. It's what? soda water ramen. In soda water Like, how does that even... Like, my brain is imploding right now. Well, this is one called shoyu. Soy sauce, pepper, shoyu. ginger ale. I would love if, like, the, on, on, just a tangent here. I would love if the commercial for the shoyu, like the American version. You know, it's, like, Americanized. It's really dramatic. They're playing, like... Chips Ahoy theme song or some shit, and it's like all black and white. And the guy just like looks up, he's like, Show you the new ramen fizzy flavor, you know, or something. Yeah, and I'll that'd show be, you. I'll show you. Or he's like, it's like an old ninja movie, you know, or some shit. That'd be pretty cool. Then I would buy it. What about this one? Seafood noodle. Seafood soda. noodle. I love that the soda's at the end. I love that they saved that. Cream soda. You had me. Oh my God. I, there's, Several ways I could feel about that. Cup noodle curry soda. Like the fact that it's soda has me like, mmm, okay, it's I want to try this. Cola. But then it's cream soda. It's curry, spice, and cola. Do you think like this will just sell out just out of sheer curiosity? Yeah, I think they have like some sort of anniversary. It's because like, I buy stuff like that. You know, it's like a it's fiftieth anniversary line of promotional goods. Right, right, right. One more, chili tomato, <laughs> chili tomato ramen soda. 
I want that. I feel like <laughs> it's a it's a bloody it's a, just a bloody Mary, you know. Yeah, bloody Mary. Yeah, it's just a, a fizzy bloody it's Mary your like hangover that. Hangover morning soda ramen yeah. drink. Yeah, yeah, right. If I drink a soda, you know, that's something to wake me up. Like, you know, going from cream to soda to seafood is too many large steps for me, and I have short legs. Agreed. Yeah. We're gonna go to the call, but before we do. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram under 120360. That's O-N-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y 360. Searchable on Spotify and all major streaming platforms under O-N-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y. That's 120. Thank you. And you're welcome. Uh, Please make sure to follow the podcast on all your podcasting apps. Still working on podcasting 2.0 when you have a son who knows how long that will take you. You can also find everything at MatthewPMBigelow.com. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-P-M-B-I-G-E-L-O-W.com. MatthewPMBigelow.com. It's like elbow. It's like a big elbow without the second B. That's Matthew Bigelow PM. Word to your mother. There we go. Thank you for cutting me off because I screwed up that. All right, we're gonna go to Dembski. Um, he's on tour now. He's Dembski. he's been doing like this music tour all across Japan. Right. And, and I'm curious to see what he has to say. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Here we go. All right, joining us now is Dembski from whoisdemski.com, who is on tour across Japan right now, braving it out before the state of emergency ends, and I believe he's calling in from Osaka to the Japan Web Podcast. Dembski, how's it going? Yeah, going well. How are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Excellent. Yeah, my son's about to turn one, and I'm uh, feeling like a father proper. You are a All very right, good guy. All right, congratulations. I played with my my son from 5 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. this morning. Can we call you daddy? No. Okay. Dembski, what's going on in Osaka? Uh, it's good. Well, right now, it's I'm just uh, kind of relaxing. I'm in between uh, shows right now. I did uh, three shows in Kansai, uh, Kyoto, Kobe, Osaka. I'm kind of relaxing. And then Friday, I head off to Kyushu. So why are you doing a tour when some people would say that this is very irresponsible considering the mass hysteria that makes no sense? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of things that are irresponsible, but I think you can approach any situation safely and you can make it something worthwhile and music is a chance, uh, live music is a chance for people to relax their brains take it easy and uh, that's why I'm approaching it and if people don't want to come I will never force them to to do that it's always their choice imagine right now if you said not only is there a vaccine mandate there's a Dembski mandate that yeah. was a missed opportunity that was opportunity. I, I don't know I don't know I don't... <laughs> some 4k shit right there man get some Fauci on the line listen you gotta go to a Fauci and you got to listen to Dembski with you, Fauci. You love it. You won't forget it. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there, there has to be a lot of alcohol and drugs involved as well then, I guess. <laughs> right, right. What, <laughs> what, what's the atmosphere uh, that you've seen around uh, on your tour so far in terms of, you know, I'm, I haven't left Tokyo for a couple of years now. I'm wondering what it's like out there. 
provide us the window. Uh, like you mean in the current situation? Yeah, like uh, on the day to day, um, in general, and then at your shows, and then maybe after hours. Like, what's yeah, what's the, what's the, the juicy, vibe? That's the juicy shit. Yeah. Well, okay, so I guess again, like my approach is, you know, it, it's a, it, it's all it, it all depends on what your definition of politeness is in some ways. I know that that kind of leads into things, right? Because the way I see it is I'm going to invite out everyone. I'm going to send out private messages. And if they politely say no, uh, and, you know, that's totally fine. I totally respect that. I'm never going to push anyone during this time. The Japanese way of thinking about it is um, they don't want to ask at the beginning, right? So they don't want to pressure anyone to come to a show they don't want to be responsible for anything there's no they don't want any form of accountability but um i'm kind of leaving it up to the individual so you know when i've been on tour i've invited a lot of people a lot of people came out a lot of friends didn't um it's definitely quieter out here like kyoto was quiet kobe was a bit more rowdy um just because um the bar I did play at was allowing, you know, you know, they, they want people to enjoy. They, they wanted to have like kind of a more relaxed atmosphere and they wanted to survive for the most part. <laughs> and, uh, and Osaka. Yeah. Osaka was good. It was like a nice small community, not too big, not too small, but um, overall, you know, people are scared, you know, so some people are scared. And fair enough. They can be, if they want, you know, but um, the people that do come out, they're very excited for it, which is great. I think it's a, I think it's a really, really good thing. You know, it's it's cool to see the uh, events that happen now because not only are they more uh, well thought out, I think you know, because you mm. you do have people yeah. coming through. I think the quality of events has gone up when they do happen. But I think it's, I think it's a breath of fresh air. You know, despite you know, it is you know, like you said, it's it's your your prerogative if you want to come out and you want to you know put yourself at risk that's on you but to me you know as a music lover as an art lover and as a creator myself it's a breath of fresh air to be around other creatives and just kind of get that energy and get that juice so i i for one definitely uh think what you're doing is awesome man thank you thank you yeah it's it's again like it's not like it's again it's not the word risk is kind of funny because everyone is still quite responsible for the most part you know like they'll wear a mask inside if they want to it you know it's everyone has their own choice and mm, no. i can never really fight anyone i'm not gonna ever tell anyone you have to do it this way um i just don't fully get that mm. it's like a come as you are situation right it's like just you know don't judge anyone no one's gonna judge you type of deal yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, I, again, I think we're moving far away from being, uh, creating that community where we can all come together and talk to each other and we can say to each other, like, oh, I hear you. And I kind of miss that. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't yeah, want to, yeah. I think that's a very big point for me. It's like, I want to be with people that say, I hear you, even though I disagree with you, I hear you. And you try to challenge even your own ideas from it. Mm. So Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, it, it seems like in the past couple of years, especially, 
if you want to have that atmosphere you're talking about, you kind of got to go out and rebuild it in many ways. Yeah. Uh, according to whoever else is out there, that'll, we, that'll we like respond to the signal. drink on Zoom. Like some of my buddies in Korea, you know, we just drink on Zoom now. That sounds, yeah, yeah that's, that's a thing. Yeah, I've heard cocktail parties on Zoom. Um, so ha- have you have you taken op- an opportunity with like Kyoto being so empty to do some promo or are you just kind of going around going like, Hey, this is whack. Well, well sorry. What do you mean by that? Like, like uh, are you, are you, are you doing like music videos in Kyoto? I, I would imagine having the city to yourself, you must be thinking. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, a great opportunity like, to shoot. Right. Yeah. I could be using this, you know, like, I've, no been, I've been, I've been, I've yeah. been cleaning up I, during the COVID. Yeah. I got I got a couple of photos, but overall, in in some ways, it's kind of nice to, for for me, like I'm definitely addicted to my phone. That's for sure. <laughs> and oh, I, yeah. I got to learn at some point to step away and then just embrace an empty Kyoto, which is quite nice. And then like take it in where it's only my eyes and everything, and it's not through a camera. So. Um, it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that a bit more for myself, for my own sanity. It's it's almost insane the way, like right now, you know, when, when we do what you, as you, as you said, you know, you kind of take a step back from your device. Actually, I was in a, I was in Kyoto, uh, you know, I, I, uh, was in Kyoto maybe a a week, Mm. uh, uh, maybe three, two or three days ago. And, um, you know, I was just out there, you know, we're hanging out and we're walking around. We walked around the city so much. We saw the same place. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just kind of, Kyoto is really, I like the pace of life. I, I just kind of forgot about my phone. And, you know, I, I let it die. Yeah, you totally. Know? But the fact that we even have to, like, cons- like, factor our phone into our plans throughout the day. Like, that's normal now, you know. And, um, yeah, it just felt really nice going out to Kyoto, man. So, um but you, I, I think that's that was a chance to do that, you know. Like you said, like whether we're in the city or whether we're out there, you know, we are really, really attached to our phones, you know. So my wife and I actually make an effort to like, hey, before bed, we're gonna make sure we take, you know, thirty, forty minutes of time. We're not gonna be on our phones. We're gonna talk, you know, or we're just well, gonna chill, you know. That we need that. I think more. Uh, we have to be more consciously pursuing that kind of thing. And you said you said a cool point there. You know, it's like the you said a, the fact that we feel like we have to factor in the phone in some ways. And it's just, we like, don't, you know, like, why, you know, why, why, why do you think that? Like, man, damn, I'm on my phone too much today. Like, why is that even a thing? I, I am not on my phone that much. I, I, I stream audio on my phone primarily. And I also use it for reading documents. That's if cool. I could get like eye implants, that'd be cool. Like robot eyes or some <laughs> shit. That'd be cool. Have you seen anyone with eye implants down in the Kansai area? I hope so. I hope, yeah, there's one guy, but you know, it's like definitely a laser beam in his eye. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. 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 It was was more like a Cyclops. Nice. X-Men style, you know, so didn't really approach him. We're looking at the state of emergency ending soon, Dembski, and we're kind of getting a vibe in, in the Shinjuku district where a lot of people are letting their hair down. Have you heard, have you heard any interesting road stories or anything on the road that's been going on? Or is it just do a show, go back to the hotel and uh, do phone stuff? Ooh, <laughs> well, well, I was, I was in uh, like two weeks ago, I was in Fukui. Like I, did, I wanted to really play and learn about the 
small communities in the countryside. And Fukui is amazing. I love Fukui. I've heard, I've seen pictures. Is it really pretty out it's there? It's yeah? so good. It's so mm. good. It's really incredible. The people are so nice. And so their last call is 10 o'clock. Nice. They can still drink. They can do all that stuff. And they're concerned, but you can definitely tell that these smaller towns have, they're a bit more at peace than when you're in like a bigger city. Like they're a bit, you can tell that the community is still there and they're still having a good laugh and they're not letting this thing, uh, this Corona situation affect them too much. This is like when you see something and you're like, you're, they're like a thousand, a hundred million people died in Afghanistan and you watch it on TV and you're like, wow, shit, that sucks for them. But then you're like at home in your, in your, in your living room, you know, watching it with your TV. There are the ones at home right now, like watching it in their TV going like, shit, that sucks for Tokyo, man. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's like the same thing. Like, uh, like Matt, you said, you, you, you use your phone for recording, but like you step away and you kind of just like, you're in that moment, which is quite important. And people, we all forget that, you know, too much, right? Like we're in a different moment, but it's, uh, it's like a moment on Instagram or something, or, you know, like, uh, some other social media, which we get lost in, but it, it, Fukui was fantastic. Nagoya was like that as well. Um, just to have that, like, um, connection with people, everyone's talking, everyone's communicating and, uh, and just enjoying everything around them. Are people talking in code? Like I wouldn't want to be around those types, meaning the unvaccinated. Baseball, baseball signals, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, ah, I caught you ball watching. You must have COVID. That sounds great, man. Uh, what, yeah. Dembski, what's what's uh, what's going on next with your tour? What what are you looking at? You're going down to Kyushu and yeah, yeah. I'll be in Kyushu. I'll be playing Fukuoka and Kumamoto. And uh, meeting some really incredible artists down there. I, I I played down there probably like five years ago with the different artists, but this is my first time going solo. And um, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. And it's going to be the first day where state of emergency is lifted. Wow. So, you know, it's it's probably already quite free in Kyushu. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Kyushu doesn't give a fuck. They're very really? different. I need to go to Kyushu. They're it's, it's it's not at all like like Tokyo. I remember I was in Kyushu about ten years ago, and this is like a slight little anecdote. And I was at the bus terminal. One guy gets out of a bus, and he's the bus driver, and he goes mm. up to another guy who's another bus driver. And who's just gotten out of his bus. And this is like in Nagasaki, a major city. It's okay. Yeah. And they start punching each other like friends. Like, it, like, just like you would never see that in Tokyo. You would never see two guys get out of a bus and start like, hey, how's it going? And give each other a little punch in the playful punch in the gut. But that, that seemed to be like a, a way of, uh, of communicating down there. It's very different. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think naturally. And, you know, just uh, thinking of just even East Coast, West Coast, Canada, USA, there's a chiller vibe in the West Coast more than the East Coast. You know, like I, I'm from Toronto. So I love my city, but there's definitely a, a little bit of a colder, like go, go, go vibe than 
than the West Coast people. That is a bit more chill. Yeah, yeah. I'm West Coast for sure. I'm East Coast, but I'm also weird. But you kind of get that. You kind of get that East Coast vibe. Like we're like, yeah, we got the cool there. We're like, yeah, come yeah. on, let's go, go, go. Let's make things happen. And then West Coast is like, whoa, okay, just step back there a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I generally like. I don't like go anywhere with my friends unless it's like a business meeting. <laughs> That's Tokyo. I, you know, I, I I I don't know when I became like that, Everything but I was just business. like, it happened to me. You as know, well. yeah, like, not anymore. But a few years ago, it was like that. Um, Dembski, uh, we're gonna lead into your song here. Can you set her up for us, and we'll let you go. Sing sure. to us like one of your French girls. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so you know, you know what? It's it's all kind of related. Like uh, this song's called the Airport, and again, we're we're countries, and we're, we're divided. You know, every country's a little bit divided right now. And the song's pretty much about showing that we have a lot more in common than we think. And uh, that's what I kind of wanted to get across. So the idea of airport is symbolic of, I guess, everyone understands an airport, how to get around. It's very easy to fo follow the signs and everything. So it's kind of symbolic of that. Yeah, we just have more in common than we think, and we don't have to fight as much. After having some security guy uh, fill your balls to make sure there's no bomb in there. After customs. This is all you, after you're customs. You're pushed into a duty-free area where you're somehow pushed by scotch and, and perfume. And like Fitbits or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? But 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 all the people, all all the people being pushed together, oh, we all have gosh. that in common with each other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, now, Demsky, this when you say song, a lot of people would kind of say, "Oh, he's going to be playing a guitar. There's going to be a drum in there." But what what's what's the, what's the approach of this song? What what kind of style or genre would you give it? And uh, how'd, uh, you, how'd you write it? Yeah, like I, you know, just from what my friends call it. And uh, just all the people around me, they call it like an ambient uh, trip hop. Oh, okay. Kind of now, okay, yeah. Now you're talking my language, man. So yeah. So where like, where would where would this be playing at? Would this where where would this play? Like if I went, like would I see this in an art gallery or like an elevator? Like where? Airport. I I would I would hope that it would be like an art installation or like like they're drinking some, like wine, like they have like moe, and there's like. Some girl you I, saw on TV I, I, who works for Facebook. Would, yeah, it would be more like spiked cold coffee with right. peach pie. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then visuals okay. all over okay. the place. A few, a few vegans in the house. Okay, yeah, yeah. A few okay. vegans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get you. I, I, get I, I, I like that kind there. of shit, dude. You know, like <laughs> once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Well, we'll get you out more than that. Let's we'll get do you it. Let's we'll do get, it. I'll, I'll get you playing with me, you know? We'll get it going. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's do 120 it. 120 is a rapper. He's got some great tricks. Yeah, I rap everything from presents to lips around burritos. <laughs> yeah, so so I'll, I'll be <laughs> releasing the vinyl pretty soon. And uh, one of my remixes, like, uh, I love good, like, hip-hop beats and everything like that. So I got uh, a lot of, like, hip-hop remixes coming out nice. for this new uh, vinyl. So I, I'm very I, stoked. I saw some of your, your posts on social media. 
the uh the artwork is really good yeah it looks so good yeah it looks great i gotta go check him out man hey i'll go and like i'll do like a light stalk on your profile and just like lightly please. stalk you please 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 you won't even know i'm in your dms all right yeah i'm i'm, I'm checking out millionaire <laughs> millionaire right now Everyone wants to be a millionaire, man, but no one wants. We're to gonna be play work. that song after uh, after we're done with the uh, airport here. Uh, Demski, thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for a lot for calling into the Japan What podcast, and uh, good luck with the rest of your tour, man. I'm uh, quite jealous. Big round of Great applause picture. for Demski, guys. Something else we have in common. Woo! Small batch coming at you from the vegan patch. Airport by Demski. Dimsky. Wow. The I'm su- I'm sweating. I'm tell the people, Matt. I'm sweating. 
Now, the reason why I asked him to set it up that way, because sometimes when you say a song, you expect a drum thing to come in. Right. But once you know it's like a trip hop thing, and you start listening to that song, you're like, oh, yeah. I just like started it's good. like. It's good. It's vibing out. It's what it I is. I started like thinking about my day, dude. I just like was like, man, I'm so thankful for the cool people. That's good walk. You know, like, music. yeah, this is good, like, it is reflecting on your life. Yeah, this is, I could see this at the art gallery, like, you know. Anywhere. With like some, you know, chamomile tea, you know. Could be anywhere. Chamomile be. tea. Yeah. I was thinking like a very strong martini. That's a chamomile tea teeny? A camel teeny. A camel toe? That's where we were that's, going with this. That's, that's, that's right. it. Now, yes. we, yeah, we landed right on the money. Yes. That right there. Yes. That's yes. it. That's it. I feel like uh, I feel like Bob off of Bob's Burgers, man. You ever watch Bob's Burger? China in the WHO. We're coming full circle on this. I know that we just had this great little vibe. Yeah, yeah. I've been reading the uh, Epic Times okay. recently. Okay. And um, China in the WHO. I should, why not? We, I brought it up. Just the title. Just the title is is, enough, is juicy enough. Do you know about the R? The should I get it? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, come on, man. The China regime has been able to package its Belt and Road Initiative Give us that project in the UN's Sustainable Development Goals. Now, do you know what a BRI is, the Belt and Road Initiative? Tell me what the BRI is for the it's, listeners who do not know. Or the One Belt, One Road. <laughs> it's the... It's the CCP's, the Chinese Communist Party's mm -hmm. vision for a Chinese-centric economy where they create maritime uh, belts and uh, road belts and railway belts right. that feed the Chinese products to the countries that want them and feed the products that they produce back into China. It's called the Belt and Road Initiative. They make they. It's kind of seen as a debt trap, but a lot of things are. Uh, but they 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 want to kind of build these massive infrastructures that will see the Chinese Communist Party with with their telecommunications systems and five G and AI right with their five G right enable themselves to create a new economy. That's kind of what they want. And and what is that supposed to look like? Well, the idea would be um, if you are inside of their system, it's as smooth as silk. Right. But if you're one centimeter outside of their system, you're fucked. Well, the idea of capitalism is nice on paper, too. Right. But the whole idea here is that, for example, you would have uh, Chinese businesses like okay. cafes in Beijing. Okay, I'm with you. Um, they need some coffee, so they on their Huawei smartphones, they call up the coffee producer in Africa somewhere. Right. And they negotiate a price and right. they pay for it with a QR code right. with the digital uh, renminbi, the Chinese yuan. Okay. And then the coffee farmer puts that onto a Chinese train in Africa. Okay. And the Chinese train, which is also connected to Chinese 5G with Huawei, right. takes it to a port. The port is automated. It's it's automated. It's an automated port, right? With five G, with Huawei five right. G, they put it on a ship. The ship is automated with five G, with Huawei five G, and it, it takes it back to China. And then the Chinese cafe person gets their coffee so that they can sell it to other people. Right. That's one of the ideas of the Belt and Road Initiative. But to do that, you need to set up an entirely new infrastructure. Right. You'd have to like 
literally tear the city down. No, no, no. You just build a new one. It, it, it's like it's like you had um, horse and carriage. Routes, We're right. Ah, uh, yeah. It's it's, it, it, it's it's kind of like how they've made. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't. I, I may be comparing fucking figs and oranges here, but it's kind of like how have, you have a, a sea route over right, a channel, right. then you make an underground tunnel. Singapore has tr- attempted to do something like kind of like that. They have like a smart city, so it's on a much smaller scale, but the whole city, you know, relies on the. Well, at the, I don't know what it relies on. I couldn't say whether it's 5G or 4G, but I do know that the city is kind of, it's a kind of smart city. Yeah, you know? well, it's it's certainly... I don't know how it's done, you know, but this my, my wife, she went there on business and she was like, yo, the city's like, it's a smart oh, city. Oh, yeah. It's all, yeah, they got all the, the QR code payment systems there. And so this is just that on like a larger scale is, is kind of what I'm... Yeah, but it's infrastructure based. It's infrastructure, ba- infrastructure so based, it's right? It's yeah. kind of like saying, um, I want to... Um, Put a taxi on a, a Japanese train right. and pay for it with American dollars. Right. No, that's not going to happen. Right. But if you go to the ticket station and pay with Japanese yen, you can go anywhere you want based right. on the amount of things that they. So it, I it's, see. I see. It's I see. one of those things where they want to have an integrated international system of of new technologies, right? Backed by the Chinese Communist Party's initiatives that see that the economic progress increases in China, but without relying on like Western credit card systems and things like that. Because with the QR codes and everything else, as long as you just print it out on a piece of paper, right. the local businessman can have access to the network and the network has access to as close to the businessman as they want. You don't need to have credit card machines. You, that can, just, you can just walk outside. Yeah. And, and access your business basically. That's, that's if, you, right. if you're in a city that has the infrastructure installed, installed for but this, but with that goes crazy ass corruption and crazy ass uh, frequencies. But so the okay, Chinese regime has been able to package its Belt and Road Initiative projects under the UN's Sustainable Development Goals. Okay, meaning that we can mm. reduce carbon emissions right. with our technologies. And is that us trying to get below the threshold now on the on carbon emissions? Well, the China, aren't we above, China aren't owns we a, the UN more than right. any other country right now. So they can they can get worldwide people donating their money or, right. with, to the UN and then siphon that money off to develop their own initiatives with it under the guise of sustainable development goals. Because it's not a sustainable development it's a sustainable development goal. Right. And also, you know, you have to add on to that. It's a sentence. Sustainable to who? Yeah. Sustainable for you? Like fully vaccinated. Or sustainable for the bureaucracy. Until they make three shots fully vaccinated. Well, it may not have fully to be sustainable. It might just have to be. Vaccinated is an adjective. It may, it's very flimsy vocabulary to right. be associating something very strictly. It may just have to be sustainable long enough. So the WHO, which was led by Hong Kong's Margaret Chan okay. from 2007 to That's 2017. My girl. That's my girl, yeah. Also promoted the BRI in the healthcare sector. So I was talking about coffee and everything like that, mm-hmm. but it also extends to the health sector. Right. Upon leaving the WHO, Chan, this woman from Hong Kong, immediately took high-level positions in CCP organizations, hmm. the Chinese Communist Party. Hmm. Hmm. During her term, Chan also appointed Xi Jinping's wife, who is the the the, the leader of China. Okay. Major Jen uh, Peng Luan and Chinese state-run TV host James Chow as WHO, as WHO, 
goodwill ambassador. Okay. Roles okay. they still hold today. Okay. Okay. So the, I'm with you still. Right? So you have this woman who says, uh, hey, guys, you rule, and then they get a whole bunch of kickbacks. The WHO chief right now, Tedros, led a WHO delegation to the Belt and Road Forum for Health Cooperation in Beijing in 2017. And then China's ruling regime plans to expand its influence in the WHO, to hospital systems worldwide, particularly in the area of data. To what end? For client states around the world to use Chinese technology, products, and software in hospitals and other organizations relating to global health. And so this is just like just China's trying to like just control the world, basically. Because one of the main features of AI and IoT is the medical system. Right. We've and so, and, and if you can grip the medical system, I think you can grip the people. Um, and you've seen that in the past, happens. and we've seen that in the past two years. I was talking about this with some uh, colleagues today, right? Uh, and and you know, you know, there's children that have been born. I want you guys to think about this. There's children that have been born, and all they have ever known is the era of COVID. People wearing masks, cryptocurrency. They've been born into like a fucking, you know, future world, future world, like some shit we saw on TV. And they've been born into this world. And if it's here now, you know, man, 20 years, they're going to be like, man, I remember when the police first started using phaser guns. Remember when NFTs were only going for three million dollars? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And the and the oh the inflation. Oh, my God, Matt, I paid eight dollars for some trash bags today. (laughs) What's that about? No nuts. That's I wanted to get. There's only the ten in the bag, too, bro. There's ten in the bag in America, guys. I used to get a bag of trash cans, uh, trash bags. The cheap ones you can get for like a dollar. I think there's like ten in the bag, and the nice, a little nicer and a little more for your money. I think it's like two two fifty two dollars and fifty cents, and you get a bag of like freaking thirty trash bags, man. In a separate news article, I sound like an old man, but separate the me. Who apologizes? This is according to NHK. Who apologizes for sex abuse in the Democratic Republic of the Congo? Okay. They apparently a whole bunch of people there were like, if you want jobs, you have to fuck me, including girls. Like you like, I mean, not women. I mean, like thirteen year olds. And the the who said they were sorry for what was done. Mm-hmm. And for what the events must have caused, do you do you feel a bit like so? What is this organization? You know, like who, who the hell are they is telling who? Us? I don't know, man. Who are they? You know, I know. <laughs> like, does someone just say like you're in charge now? You know, like it, it's ridiculous. And this, so this whole idea of of these people that have our best interests in mind, right? Constantly just fuck everything up. I imagine, right. <clears throat> I imagine that you, to be in that organization, I, I imagine that you would have to have the free time in order to be able to work full time at that thing. And I also imagine that would mean that you are pretty well off. You know, you might not be rich, but I imagine that means you're a person of influence and you're a person who is definitely not thinking about where they're going to live next month. And my concern is that you're talking about a group of these people that represent the people's best interest 
Not really. And I don't really know about that. You know, I work with a client right now, and this client has no idea what it took to get to the point to be able to work with you know, this person. They only say, I want this and I want that because they know I can do these things. But they don't understand what it took to get to that point because their life is very nice. Their family is a very privileged family. So I think that the people in this organization maybe or maybe do or don't. I'm I'm just I'm just guessing here. I'm just musing. But it, it, it would interest me to see someone who truly represented the interest of the people. That's all I have to say. So when it comes to the future and looking forward, if this uh, state of emergency can mm. indeed end, mm. there's going to be two societies that develop. I, man, dude, I, you think I'm joking, but Tora Tora is about this. It's actually about oh, this. Really? Yeah, it, it is yeah. about this. We're going to play the millionaire song. Well, and this is kind of about it too, because it's talking about like how like you don't know like people eat shit to get to where they are. They do, and I've already seen it happen. This two tier society, and the people that go along with the medical side are not going to be happy. to be a millionaire but no one wants to do the work man you know me and my wife stayed up until seven o'clock in the morning like two days straight and this was like right after a, a trip to osaka uh, kyoto for three days the day i got back i had to shoot a video i had to be up at six in the morning but that shit takes hard work man oh certainly does it does it does dude that was a fun episode i'm uh, it's I also feel like every time we uh, do this podcast, the monthly basis, it, it, it actually changes. The whole world seems to be changing, and um, right, like every time we do it, like it's like this month, the Olympians or some Olympian escaped in the. We're like, we live here, man. I live in Tokyo. You know, I actually saw two Olympians at like a ramen shop or some shit, yeah, and they were just awesome like too. really tall, good looking. Like they were black people, but not like black people that I know or like black people that I'm. That I'm familiar with, they were like, yeah. like you know, like the Amazonian people. Like yeah. they, they look like fucking like Avatar Jumping. people. Yeah, they were like enormous and just like gorgeous and like just sculpted. They, they don't you know, need like to they get up from the table to get a glass from yeah. the cupboard. They just like they just levitated over. over. Yeah, they just reach over. <laughs> like got these long arms with grace. Yeah. You know, and they were like, "We're in the Olympics, but don't tell anyone." They, Mr. Fantastic is based on. They me. definitely went like to a hotel afterwards. 
I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too, man. And that's where we're gonna end it in a hotel. I, I need to tell uh I need to tell uh the people here at home. Matt, I got a big, big secret. I'm I'm gonna say it live on air. I got a big surprise. What do you think the surprise is? You have um a new line of boomerangs and they're inscribed in graphene. I feel like you've been reading my emails. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I just got a tattoo of a miniature egg uh being picked up by chopsticks on my arm. Uh, if you guys are interested in seeing that, check it out on my Instagram, 120360. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Cheers, guys. Remember, MatthewPMBigelow.com. Look us up, Japan What Podcast on Twitter. Uh, wherever you get it, come and follow us. Weird. I just saw that girl's husband today. We're not super prolific on the social media, but you can follow us there anyways. Please, guys. Please follow us on our social media. Young master, media. follow the precious. We need more followers. Give us more. I am the king of the ring.